0: Two Girls Talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two Girls Talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna. And we are Two Girls Talking. And we are so excited today to talk to our friend, Lisa Shapiro, who is the founder of DC Fempreneur, and I'm a member, I love Mm -hmm. it, I love going on Facebook and and seeing all the other women, and seeing, you know, I I have often said on this podcast, you and I have talked about how we love networking with Mm -hmm. women, and I- Like-minded women. Yes, yes, that's Mm -hmm. true, and Lisa, I consider you a professional networker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so tell A super us- connector.
0: Absolutely. Tell us all about DC Fempreneur. How'd you start it?
2: Sure. Well, thank you both for having me on. Um, usually I am on the other side of the mic. So it's really neat to be three girls talking um, because normally I'm the one, you know, doing the podcast interview. So I think this is super fun. Um, and it is definitely my intention to have you both uh, on the DC Fempreneur podcast. At some point, I think that would be great. So um, just to kind of talk a little bit about DC Femme Panor, and of course, I am uh, very appreciative of your compliments. I think um, being a natural connector or a community organizer has been one of my superpowers pretty much my whole life. Um, I was always that girl in school that could go from one cafeteria table to the next I felt very comfortable sitting, you know, um, with the girls that liked anime and the, the boys who, um, who played spades and, um, you know, the, the drama folks. I could go anywhere and feel comfortable just kind of being myself, and I felt like I could relate to people and talk to people really about anything So DC Fempreneur began essentially because I had friends who believed in me more than I believed in myself. I had to, I really had to be convinced that it was something I was meant to do and that I was already bringing groups of women together. Mostly, I mean, it's always been women because I feel very comfortable Networking and working alongside women, I think there's a a special connection that women can have that I don't think we nurture very well um, early in our life, maybe in our in our teens, in our twenties. But I think later in life, um, I I think especially when we're starting to think more about what we want to do with our life and what our purpose is and what we want to do, especially in our careers, there is a bond I think and an energy that women can bring to each other that, uh, especially when nurtured in a, in a professional way, I think can be really, really strong. So I was already bringing women together to network, usually in a cafe or in a coffee house. And I would invite, you know, four or five people and over a period of, um, and maybe nine months to a year, you know, six became eight, eight became 12. And at, at least Two or three times we were taking up every single seat, every stool, every place there was to sit in this cafe, we were essentially filling it with somebody that we had invited that day. Right. Um, to mastermind.
0: And so were you, what were you doing? At this time, what was your job? At that this was time? my question yeah. too. When yeah, you, when
1: you were bringing all these women together, what yeah. were you doing? Yeah, before DC Femmepreneur was born, you were bringing women together. But like, what was your career?
2: Yeah, so I would say I was working as a professional digital marketer. So, okay. a lot of my clients were ranging from small nonprofits, mostly restaurants, because of my dining in DC prior life. Uh and um uh, quite a few of them were like digital publishers so I spent a lot of my day working on uh, how to promote an article or promoting a business where somebody had contributed an article about what they did really well in a, in a, a digital or print publication so my clients were like uh, viva tyson's or the now guide or mm-hmm. uh, you know a, an online or a print publication and so i was already very much on the go i was always out meeting new people and talking to different people and then i felt like for a lot of us who are solopreneurs and we work for home because as a as a marketing person you know i spent 10 years being like a 1099 You know, I kind of worked on my own. I was a consultant or um, somebody that was very independent in my work. Even though I supported a lot of different businesses, I still was just a one-person show. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, you know, there was a lot of instances where I wanted and craved actual human contact. And um, I consider myself an extrovert. So, or for the most part, so I feel like I got a lot of energy being around other people. Sure. And I certainly noticed that there was a correlation between how much time I spent working alongside people in person with wanting to take action in my business. So I would leave these networking groups or leave working with other people feeling really on fire with mm-hmm. taking action for something that I I thought of, or that somebody suggested as an idea. So I think uh, DC Fempenor was an organized version of something I was doing naturally, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a a full-time thing. And now it is. Now it most certainly is. Yeah,
1: Take us to what DC Fempreneur is now, so those listening have a clear understanding of what it entails and yep. what type of community it is. What do folks get out of it? What's your goal with it? That was a lot of questions in one, so I'll let you take.
2: Oh no, no, I, I, I'm, it's they ask me all the time, so I, um, I get it. So, I, DC Fempreneur is a community to support other DC area entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs. The idea is that. We collectively combine our knowledge and skills in order to help each other grow our businesses. So um, essentially, even though I am the founder, we have 17 other founding members that have a lifetime worth of knowledge and skills far beyond what I do. Like I cannot do the job of my founding member who's the photographer. Mm-hmm. I cannot right. do the job of my founding member who's the CPA. Right, right, right. I, can't right. Do, I don't have the knowledge and skills of like Chesha who owns the travel agency. So essentially, these women plus myself have a, a variety of skills and background where somebody has essentially taken a lifetime worth of experience working for someone else. And at some point they've decided, okay, they want to go into business for themselves, but they realize that in order to really grow their business, they're going to need to learn other things or they need to work with other people because we can't, like, we can't do our own taxes, right? Like Mm -hmm. we certainly shouldn't be doing our own publicity, right? We shouldn't be writing our own press releases. We shouldn't be, or I mean, we can in the very beginning, but if you really grow and scale.
1: Yeah. But I think that's like, so, I mean, it, it sounds like the type of women that you want to bring in, they're already well-established entrepreneurs. They're not, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but they're not just women who are like, okay, I've just launched a business. They're in their first year of business. These are women. And this is like what I look for in, yeah, in networking. True, groups. True. I don't like, sure. Like I'll, I'll mentor somebody who's in their first year of business, but I want to network with women or, and men who are in their fifth, 6th, 10th, 20th year, because that's where I am in my business. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. That? Yes. So like, is that the type of group that you formed?
2: Well, the the founding members, I think, are relatively well established in their business. There's a continuum of people. So, you know, I've been... A marketing person probably more, for more than 10 years but as the founder of DC Fempenor I can't say hey my business has been established for 10 years because I just started yeah. DC Fempenor yeah, yeah, totally. right yes, yes for the other founding members like Chesha for example as the owner of the travel agent she's been working in travel for more than 20 years mm-hmm. Holly Harper who is um Uh, a web like strategy professional she's her business has been established for 10 years Mm -hmm. but then there are other people that are business coaches or they they've just start their business maybe two years ago but I think that where the the difference between the community and the members themselves will vary so the founding members I'd like to say are a little bit more well-established But I think that one of the things that DC Fempreneur does well is between myself and the other founding members, we are able to help a new entrepreneur just starting out. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea. What does DC
0: Fempreneur, I've seen your events on Facebook, you know, I'm a member of the Facebook page. So tell me and tell
2: our listeners what it is the group does. Okay. So- what we'd like to do is we take a look at the interests and trends and the goals of the various members in DC Femtenor. So yes, there is the Facebook group, and I think we're almost to around 700 at this point. Wow. But Which is amazing. People, and this goes to the success of what you are because it yeah. is not easy
0: growing a group. Ask Ashley. No. And no. It is not easy growing a group so that's really a testament to like, 700 and what less than a year yeah. right lisa
2: oh yeah it hasn't been a year just yet
0: yeah, yeah. so that is a testament a to the appetite yeah that is out there it was so needed right and b honestly lisa my goodness to your um strength of personality yep. so ash and i and, and, and to the trust that people adds, have and in people you put in you i mean <laughs> yeah. say, ash and i just met um lisa a few months ago and already we're besties i know we're like let's hang out all the time, <laughs> <All> the time. <laughs> it's but amazing. it's true because yeah. i think the one thing about about you lisa is that when when people know you like it's you and they want to get and they want to support you and stand behind absolutely, you absolutely yeah so so true so um gosh kudos kudos to growing so well
2: what do you think is the secret to your success in that well I think so to answer one of the questions that you you asked me but I didn't fully answer is what it is we are doing so I think what DC Fempreneur does really well is we listen to the members of the Facebook group and, and we love that they're, that they're in the group because, but the idea is to really convert them mm-hmm. to actual official members. So the founding members are our leadership group and there's really, you know, only three spots left for that. So that's really a rare sort of leadership position. And I'm not really expecting, um, I'm going to meet somebody, you know, on the Facebook group that says, Hey, I'm going to, I want to be a founding member, but it does happen. Yeah. but. So there's two different types of members. There's the limelight member, and it is appropriately named because it is designed for members who want to be highly visible in their business. So somebody who wants to be invited to speak on panels, somebody who wants to uh, plan their own events, maybe they want to be the one to um, create a speaking event or they want to do a workshop about something that they're really passionate about. Well, it is really difficult, I think, and I've learned this over the years. It is very difficult to plan a workshop yourself and execute that workshop and fill that room. Yeah. So I think what DC Fempreneur provides is a community of people who are willing to support you Mm -hmm. in your business. Yeah. So if you, Say you want to host a workshop, and you're a member of DC Fempreneur. The idea is that we're able to really help you market the event. We're able to encourage other people to attend. We have all these different marketing channels to do that. I mean, we have the website, we have the Meetup group, we have the podcast, we have all the you know social media channels, um, and of course, you know what I'm finding is that the people that use Meetup group app. Are different than the people who are in our Facebook group, that are different than the people who are usually subscribed to the e newsletter. So it's like we're having to keep all of these marketing platforms up and running Mm -hmm. for the same sort of events and things that are happening all the time. So it's this constant, revolving community of energy that we're just trying to get people to plug into what's going on in the community. And so there's two different types of people. So there's the limelight person who says, oh, yes, I want to host my own workshop. I want, I really need help and support to do that. And that's that membership that that is (laughs) designed for them, right? Then there's the the symposium member. So somebody that says, I would love to attend your workshop, but I'm not going to be the one speaking at that. Mm-hmm. so the symposium is designed for somebody who wants to actively participate but they're not wanting all of that high visibility like that so mm-hmm. but how those memberships were designed were created was because we really listened very well for what people said they were looking for mm-hmm. so i feel like that's what our community does very well is we do a lot of polls um even somebody who's a group, uh, a just a member in the Facebook group can post a poll and say, I'm thinking about uh, doing a program about this. Is there interest in that? Because a lot of times you'll post that exact same poll on your Facebook page. Crickets, right? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you share it in a community like DC Panor, you suddenly have... 20, 30 new comments of people saying, hey, that does sound good. Are you going to do that daytime? Hey, that would be good if it's evening. What location is that going to be And This is where I am based. So it's like you have this ability to tap in to a body of your target market right there. You get to test your ideas
1: out, which as solopreneurs, we don't get to do that a lot. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I have a good idea. Let me try this. And then it's like crickets. There, oh right <laughs> you know it's like yes
0: well it's you know, true like the first time I ever held a workshop and I you know put, I, I, I rented out a space and I sent it out and I, I did it through my mailing I did it through you know all my social media zero people showed up zero and it's like anything else it's trial and error I, I mm-hmm. changed the time um I changed the day yeah actually you know and it was it was interesting. I, um, I switched to evening last time. You know, you just you have to experiment. You really but, like, do.
1: but what Lisa's saying is like just do a poll. Like I know, it's <laughs> in my group. Yeah, like, save yourself the time.
2: You to,
1: I know. Where
0: were you? <laughs> you know, three months ago we were doing this, right? Some of the
2: marketing language that I use for some of these things is I say that trial and error is the old way of learning, okay. and that by you can level up in your business a lot faster by sitting down with someone who has 10 years worth of knowledge, like all of us have spent our entire lifetimes learning all the things that we know. Imagine how fast we could learn. Like imagine how much um, the quality of my press release would improve if I had somebody like Ashley look at it for me. Right. Yes. Imagine the quality of my, My graphic design. If I had, like, we have a founding member who's a graphic designer. When I created the Canva graphic, even though I'm doing it myself, I created a Canva graphic for our um, holiday party that's coming up on in December. I sent it to Emily. In five minutes, maybe less than five minutes, she replied and said, "Lisa, put this these words all in the same line, and then you're good to go." So that. Just that time to get a little little feedback. Yes. And that's what I needed.
1: Getting the feedback too. Again, like going back to being... Yeah. Being an entrepreneur a solopreneur can be very isolating. Yeah. So like getting feed, I mean, that's why I'm like so grateful that Anne and I see each other so much and like being able to be in DC Fempreneur. Feedback is so important when you have a business idea or you're putting an event together just to be like, what do I need to do? Like you can turn to the experts in this group, which I think is great. Cause like you said, I'm not a CPA. I'm not I'm a not graphic like- designer. I don't do social media. So and I'm also, and and it's also like, we can hire each other for these things. It's so important. And we totally
2: do. We totally hire each other. And I think the reason why we hire each other is not because, I mean, not like a BNI and i where you have to, and you're like promised to refer each other, but we want to because we've spent time together. We've learned who the other person is. And, and that
0: is so important right there is the relationship. Yeah. Like one of the things that, Um, Ashley's heard me like, you know, hit this point over and over and over again. One of the things about video is that it allows you to show your personality. And, um, I was just speaking at an expo yesterday and I was talking to the people who, you know, want to learn about video. And I said that more at this point, perhaps now more than anybody else, it's all about relationships and wanting to work with people we like, Mm -hmm. yes, people we think who will understand what we're asking or what, you know, they'll work with us. You know, I, I remember when I was growing up, you know, you hired a plumber and you never, you know, all, all you cared about, I mean, you didn't care that it came from Joe, the plumber, or if it came from, you know, double A exhaustive plumber or whatever, you know, you just be called somebody. And today it, it's a, it seems that business is much different business yeah. is much more relation built relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. yeah. So important.
1: So I, and this is like another question I wanted to ask you for entrepreneurs that may not be good at that relationship building. Cause I feel like it's a skill mm-hmm. that you like flex your muscle and keep trying and get stronger at it or networking. What advice wow. do you have for folks who want to, you know, exp- help grow their businesses through networking? Like where would mm-hmm. somebody get started?
2: Well, I think one of the things that I can say is that a lot of things happen online and people really want, and I think that technology has really helped us over time. Like we can connect with somebody online. You can get a feel for who they are. Uh, it certainly is nice to be able to see faces like in Zoom or StreamYard or something like that. But I think one of the reasons why DC Fempreneur hosts so many in-person events or even our mastermind. We change from, it's a three-month program, we have one in-person session, and then immediately two weeks after, we have an online Mm follow-up. We've already met each other in person, we have the energy already going. So I think one of the reasons why we do so many events in person is because I think that where you really do grow that relationship is by spending time with the person in person, you feel their energy. You can tell what kind of person they are. It's different, you know. It's a little old school, but you know that handshake or that hug, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. It really does. And I feel like, um to answer your question, Ashley, how somebody can really get started in networking, and as I think, is just to show up, to be yeah. there. Yeah. I think you can comment over and over on someone's Facebook page, but that will that doesn't really give you a connection. I think you have to say, hey, I want to sit down with you one-on-one. Let's go and have coffee. Let's grab lunch, even if it's two or three people that you get together. Because that's really how I did it too, was um, I'd meet somebody that I thought I had really good energy with, and I would invite them to sit down. And then I, after meeting with them one time or having a phone call with them, I would listen to what they were saying about how they needed to grow their business. And then the other person or other two people I invited to our lunch would naturally be a good fit for them based on what they said they need in their business. Right. Right. You know, know, connecting other people. And so I think that the answer is just to show up, you know, I mean, it's not about, Uh, and I don't do very well. I mean, even as a professional networker, I do not do very well in groups where you stand and you give your elevator pitch and you sit down.
1: Yep. Yep. I don't like it where you pass
2: out your business card. Um, and somebody says, Oh, that's a cute logo. You say, thank you. So what do you do? And then you walk away. It has to be more where, you know, it's a little more relaxed. Everybody is sitting down in a room. You know, people are, um, there's maybe there's lunch or there's a way to rotate to talk to different people. Right. It's simple. Hey, um, I just was talking about, you know, like if I meet somebody and say, oh, you know, I'm really looking for a, a videographer in my business. I can say, oh, you know, I just met Anna the other day. She's really great. You should meet with her. That's nice. But it, there's a completely different thing when you walk over and say, hey, Ashley, I'd like to introduce you to Anna. Anna is a videographer. I think you guys should definitely connect. There's something about that, that in-person connection.
0: Let me ask you the, the converse then, I guess, of the question is, what are the biggest mistakes people make in networking?
2: Yeah, that's okay. a big one. Well, I would say the biggest mistake, and I'm probably very guilty of this, but I'm getting better, is that we get excited about what we're talking about. And we just, we, we're just kind of spewing all over the person that we're standing there talking to about ourselves, our business, us, 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 but you're not going to figure out whether or not that's somebody you want to do business with. If you're talking about yourself the whole time. You know, like one of our founding members, Didi Kai, she calls it qualifying them. So mm-hmm. ask qualifying questions to determine whether or not they would be somebody you'd want to do business with. So like, let's say I, uh, I'm i looking for somebody in, in physically located in, in Washington, D.C. to host a workshop. And I'm looking for somebody who can help me do that. So one of the first questions I'm going to do is so, oh, OK, so where do you call home? Or where is your office or where do you spend most of your time? If someone says, oh, well, I live in Sterling or I live in Ashburn, a lot of times I make note on the back of my card, you know, like I'll take the, a Sharpie with me and I'll write it right on the back, like, you know, has kids, lives in Ashburn, um, knows so and so. And I'll just write it there. and make notes on the card, like who they are. I don't do that
1: at all. Me neither. Yeah, I don't do but that. then again, I feel like I also don't network as much as I should be. Yeah,
2: networking. I mean because when you're following up, because you have a stack of cards, right? Yeah. And when you're sending the email, sometimes you know some people are really good with having systems in place where they email the person within 24 or 48 hours. Some of us gather cards and we need a week or two to follow up. So true. Yeah, so I think having those notes on the back of the card helps you remind yourself when you're following, when you're sending that email saying, hey, it was really nice meeting you at that mixer in Tyson's. Um, When we talked about your interest in this sort of activity, I thought of somebody that I could introduce you to. So it's like you're connecting with them on a level where it's helpful to them, they're more likely to respond. They're more likely to want to set up that one-on-one with you when you're already connecting them with somebody that they need for their business. It's really important. I know it, it takes time to, um, to develop that system of follow-up to, you know, taking that snapshot of that card, putting it into your contacts or CRM. That's
1: yeah, like a habit. You just have to you practice do. and before it yeah. becomes like right. brushing your teeth for exactly. you, I'm sure it does for me. Like I went to an event last week. I still haven't done my follow-ups It's, 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 so hard.
0: But it's I'm, in a week, <laughs> but I will yeah. say this: um, I, I'm a, it, it's, I, I am living proof. I'm a testimony that, um, or a, a, not a testimony. What is it? What do I want to say? Testimonial. Gosh, <laughs> testimonial. Here it is, for uh, fempreneur and how it works. DC fempreneur and how it works. Because I actually found my assistant, one of my one of my virtual assistants, through DC fempreneur. And you know, Carrie, you work with. You know, you know. Yeah. know Carrie. Oh, yeah. Carrie emailed me yesterday. Right. You know? I'm so oh, glad. funny. Yes. Yay. <laughs> so I actually met. You know, met her. We commented and posted on on a post. And I said, I really need this. And she's like, well, you know, I really do this. So we actually met, you know, in person and I hired her. She's great. She's come
2: and done a lot of things, you know, with me. It's,
0: and I, I met her. So let me ask you, right?
2: So you met Carrie yeah. online and she's a virtual assistant. When well, you decided to sit down with her in person to, before yes. you hired her. Yes, I right? did. So why did you decide to have her meet in person?
0: Um, because I needed to see if she was really going to be what I wanted and needed. Yeah. And w- w- it, but I will yes. say this yeah exactly. But I will say this, and Ashley can testify to this too as well. Um, I have hired people in in person, and they have not been who I wanted. Yeah. yeah they have yeah. not been. But I I you know I don't know why because I needed, I don't know why I thought I needed to see those. Now Carrie is a virtual assistant but um, I needed to explain to her that what video is and what PR is, is not like what a regular job is for say a a property management. Yeah, it's a creative, we're in creative system. Yeah, we're all just different. So Our our jobs are a little different. And so, you know, you got, Lisa got an email from Carrie yesterday uh, (laughs) reminding her you know i think that was the email i got too it was (laughs) definitely like go anna i'm so proud of
2: you
0: yeah yeah normally that would be me and i'm giving that over to somebody else i'm
2: so proud of you
0: yeah delegate there you go um okay actually
2: um this is really interesting in how this these ideas come to me sometimes i get them in the shower and i call them shower revelations and then other (laughs) times i get them by uh talking to other people But I came up with this idea for a workshop yesterday because one of the women who participate in the Femme Panora Mastermind, and yesterday was our last class that we were meeting in person. So we'd already met three times. and That was our very last time we'd meet in person. But she runs a company that um, works with virtual assistants. So like all of her employees are virtual assistants. And she kept saying a lot of times people don't know what they need to ask like they think you know we think we we want one thing it's kind of like being in a relationship with a man or a woman right we think we want one thing but what we really want is something very different yeah so in business she was saying to me people say to me all the time they want a virtual assistant or they're ready for an assistant but then when i talk to them she asked them clarifying questions
0: mm-hmm.
2: they're not ready for it at all or they don't have the budget or they didn't realize how much a virtual assistant would cost yep, right right? So I came up with this idea that I would host a panel, have like, you know, four or five, or maybe probably more than three, only three, because females, we, we get to talking, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. so we could talk all day. We yeah, about about our our podcast. Podcast. yeah. Exactly. So this is why so we I'm have grab, our podcast. I'm gonna grab like, I think I'm going to invite Carrie as well, but I'm going to have like a panel event. And then the topic will be, how do you know you're ready to hire a VA? Or how do yeah. you? That's so smart. Yeah. And it would be a really fun event because every person that comes to that event is at the point where they're either curious to how much it's going to cost them. They want to know what a virtual assistant does because it's a relatively new thing. I mean, I didn't know what a VA was five years ago.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Mine has changed my life. Yeah. And I found it <laughs> locally here. This is before DC Fempreneur was born, but I put something out on like a like my local mom Facebook group. and. I don't know what I would have done without Mm -hmm. her. Like, she keeps me organized. And also, I've been able to hand off all of my admin work, all of it, which I hate admin work. I like writing, I like being creative. Hey, admin work, it's so draining. She does it all, and she's amazing at it. And she's also a former university um, president, executive assistant. So she's like, I'm like, oh, poor me, you got to look with work with little old me when you're working with big <laughs> oh. guys. But anyways, yeah, it's, they're life changing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, I think last question, yep. um, Lisa, I am just curious for you, because DC Fempreneur has grown so quickly and exponentially. What's next? What are your big goals? Are, is there gonna be a New York Fempreneur, or a Philly Fempreneur, like what are your dreams for this amazing networking community that you've built?
2: So everybody asks me that, and the answer is yes. So um, I have, uh, right now I'm in the middle of forming strategic partnerships. So one of the strategic partnerships that we are forming will allow DC Fempreneur to have a learning management system online. Something where we can create online courses. We'll be able to uh, participate in online forums. We'll be able to participate in online masterminds. So even if we can't meet with the person uh, in, you know, in person, it'll be able to be virtually. But I think the reason why this is really going to be helpful is because it will allow us to connect members of the community that are not just DC based. And what is interesting is that, um, you know, one of our founding members, Linda, she shares her time already from Cincinnati, which is really her home, Okay. here. So I think that it'll be relatively easy, I think, to start out expanding in Maryland, let's say, on the outskirts. Like, maybe we'll start with a little chapter in Bethesda, Maryland. Then we'll kind of expand out to Gainesville, Virginia, yeah. And then we'll just kind of grow and grow. And so I think that that is already in the, already happening It's in the works. So we are, so now it's just like, it's really, really, you know how this is when it's your baby. Yeah. Is I really have to make sure that the people I'm aligning myself with are, feel the same way I do about that connection. Like I didn't start DC Femme Panor for people to um, use it as a way to complete a transaction. You know, I, I think that should happen and it will happen, but I want that to be naturally where I meet somebody and I say, gosh, I really want to work with them. Um, you know, I have a limelight, two limelight members, Rajika and Jennifer Hokut, who met each other at a coffee chat that I organized in Centerville. And now the two of these women are like joined at the hip, you know, supporting each other. They're going to each other's events. They're sharing each other's events or inviting different people, I could not give a better example of my dream. Meet each other, learn to love each other, support each other and help each other grow. I mean, it, if I were to step back in several years and you know, I'm no longer the CEO or I've let somebody else take over that part, I really believe it could keep going that the founding members could keep going or the members could continue to host their own events. They could, you know, we could have people in place that do, that they they post it on the the calendar or they're sending out the information that it's happening. So I think a lot of this stuff with time and with growth could be like what, you know, what you guys called it, like a well-oiled machine where it's just, you know, Things could happen very naturally where a workshop that would normally be really hard to get 20 people at, on the first day, we could get 20 registrations when we get big enough and people really have met each other enough yeah, to true. the word saying, so well, wow, okay, I remember meeting them. They were really great. I'm going to go to that workshop because I haven't heard them talk about that topic or yeah. something. Oh,
0: that's, that's great. Well, this has been a fabulous 30 minutes, 30 plus minutes. Yeah, it's amazing. I know, really excited. I feel like we could go all day about this. You are <laughs> so could, Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true because Ashley and I can just... We can talk
1: all the time. Yeah, this is why this we do this. True. But, like, yeah. truly, like, thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. And I know our audience has found so much value in this. At least I hope Me too. I have. And um, Yeah, I'm a keep, member and I've learned. Stuff. Yeah, same. And, and keep doing this. I'm so excited to just Me watch too. you on this journey and be a part of this amazing community. And um, so, for those that are interested, Lisa, so where can we find more information about you and DC Fempreneur?
2: So, DC Fempreneur has a website, it's uh, dcfempreneur.com. We have the Facebook page, which is the public page. But I think that really where the magic happens, and I think we all agree between the three of us, that the magic really happens in the group. Yeah. But yeah. We do not. Um, men are not allowed to join our group. It's really just for mm-hmm. us female entrepreneurs. Um, but, you know, people can engage on the page, but the group, I think, is really where a lot of the engagement yeah. and a lot of the... The connections are made. Um, so, I mean, I, the group is also named DC Fempreneur. Um, so, I think for the most part, how somebody really gets engaged in DC Fempreneur is to keep a, to keep abreast of the events that are happening. I would say subscribe to the newsletter, and there's a link on the website. Or they can just, you know, occasionally visit the event calendar on our website. So members are allowed to add their own events there. Um in addition to my my events, all the members post their events there. So it's there's stuff happening literally almost every day on that calendar.
0: Thank you so much Lisa and thank you to our audience because guess what? This is our first uh, podcast of 2020. Woo-hoo! So we are so, excited. Welcome back. Listeners are so excited. All right, thanks a lot Lisa. <laughs> We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Well, Here is in
2: two weeks. Yeah.
0: Bye.